Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay. Now, as Yasmin and I are taking a little bit of a break during the holidays, I thought I would bring you an interview instead. Now, I chatted to Brian from I Prevail, and if you don't know much about me and my favourite bands, I Prevail are one of my all-time favourites. I got into them really early on when they just had one Taylor Swift cover, and I just thought they were so talented. And what I love about them as they've grown and as they've released more and more music is not only do they have this amazingly catchy, huge sound ready for stadiums, they also are so open about mental health. Now here on this podcast we get a lot of emails from people and we love it and you know that we give terrible advice but especially if you're a guy listening to this podcast Yasmin and I might not be the best people to ask so I decided to chat to Brian all about how he copes on tour because I don't know about you he's inspirational with the way that he performs and the lyrics that they write as a band. So are you ready? Here's Brian from I Prevail. You're listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. It's a bonus episode. Guess who I've got with me? It's Brian from I Prevail. Hello. Hello. It's good to see you, Sophie. It's been far too long. It's been far too long. But I kind of feel like I have seen you because I've had I Prevail constantly playing. And now you've given us this, you've gifted us with this new album. (laughs) You know, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that. But yeah, we're excited. Things are finally popping off and i feel like after two years of just writing this record and going through a bunch of things whether you know a couple of the guys got married in the band including me or even steve our guitarist had a baby so it's just been a lot of craziness over the last uh, couple of years and we're just so excited to finally put out new music into the world who is it that does a majority of the writing when it comes to lyrics do you and eric like write your own do you inspire each other's or just yeah someone it's else a mixture of me eric and steve and our producer tyler sometimes will pitch into and throw in some things where i feel like for us it really is just a collaborative effort where sometimes one of us will come in with a big block of something like even eric at the end of the song self-destruction one day i remember just had the whole thing already written we were just like all right eric let's get it but normally it's a uh someone will come in with a couple lines or I'll have a melody where I hear a couple words in the melody and boom, we'll start kind of going on that. And then once we just get a little block or a little, uh, you know, set of words, all of a sudden we can find that theme to what we're, you know, looking to write about. And then boom, we just kind of go from there. And then the only thing that gets tough is once you start settling on a bunch of songs for uh, the record, you can get, eight or nine songs deep and then you got to start realizing like all right we can't keep talking about this one subject or that one subject so it keeps you on your toes to kind of figure out like what uh you know lyrically who's going to come in and and bring in whatever idea but no it was really fun on this record too just it it was a nice collaborative effort because we constantly were in one little space whether it was in michigan or la throughout uh, the process it's i never know what it must be like being in a band because like you're both so open and so honest lyrically and interestingly I think you often get comparisons to Linkin Park but I'd probably say that only in the vulnerability in the lyrics you write more so how how do you find that because like are you and Eric the kind of guys who'd ring each other up if you were down anyway or is it like oh I'm gonna talk about this thing it's really vulnerable I mean a hundred percent I think 
I mean, the biggest thing I think this band uh, has going for us that's so amazing is it really was such an organic project from the start. I mean, a lot of bands, you either, yeah, you've known each other from high school or you get formed by a label or whatever. But Eric and I, um, oh, sorry, someone's trying to call me real quick. Let me send that to voicemail. <laughs> sorry about that. But, Can't um, help being popular. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But with, uh, with Eric and I, I think the relationship is just so organic. And the fact that we did meet each other, I mean, literally, it was from some random mutual friend on Facebook I knew. He's like, yeah, if you're looking for a vocalist in a band, meet this guy. And the first ever time we met was at a Taco Bell. And him and I just instantly hit it off. And not only with our music taste, but the fact that we both loved baseball and we played baseball for 10 years. And our parents were very similar and just... We grew up in a very similar area, kind of where the kids in high school that weren't super popular and didn't have like a ton of friends or anything. So just a lot of things that we uh, we mutually connected on. And I think that, you know, from to this day has made our relationship so strong. And the fact that, I mean, I broke down Eric's arms multiple times. I mean, he's done the same with me or we can be vulnerable with each other. And it, it's a very real relationship. And I think that is what shows kind of in the songs. I mean, even like songs, like there was a song in the last record we wrote about Eric's friend who committed suicide that, you know, that was such a harsh topic. And, you know, I'm so proud of him for, you know, releasing those words and writing out, but it's hard to see him, you know, have to perform that song on stage and see kind of the emotion that, that comes out. And it's, it's, it's definitely can be very difficult. And I think that's why it's so great having just two vocalists who, you know, when I see him struggling on stage or he sees me uh, doing the same, we can kind of kind of relate and I can just put an arm around him and say like, hey, you know, we're going to get through this. That's so sweet. And I think it's so important to hear because I think one of the topics that people always talk about is men not speaking about what they're feeling and what they're going through or showing emotions and feeling like they always have to be tough. But what you're saying is actually you do lean on each other and there's that support there. A thousand percent. I think just like you said, I mean, there, there's definitely a stigma amongst men where I think you can't really come out, and, you know, talk about your feelings at times or you got to put up, stick out your chest and, you know, be as tall as you can and just, you know, not mm. show your true emotions. And I think that's something that emotions have to be shown. I, for the longest time, would just sit there and bottle everything up and not let it out. I remember there was the first time it was probably five years ago was actually at my parents house just because i was so sad of uh constantly going on tour and never seeing them or never seeing my little brother who grew up in front of my eyes and one day i remember i just came out of taking a shower and just bawled my eyes on that's actually kind of what inspired the breaking down video from the last cycle but you know there's been those moments where it just gets really tough and i think uh i think that's something a lot of people don't realize at times Mm, i can i think one of the things as well that people don't realize as much and I've only learned from speaking to bands is going on tour looks so glamorous and it looks so amazing but actually you're away from all your loved ones you've probably not slept enough you're in airports most of the time it's a lot isn't it I mean it's it can get very lonely as funny as that sounds because there's so many people around you consistently but there are times where you sit there just like you said you know I haven't seen my family and so on even your pets who all of a sudden i you know even i'm looking right now at my cats in my house who when i got <laughs> them to start, start this band they were just little kittens and now all of a sudden they're seven or eight years old old and time does fly by very quickly loved ones 
get lost, pets get lost. So that, I mean, that's not only a hard thing, but you know, there's also the side of just being on tour and having to put on all the time and show, Hey, I'm in this amazing mood when it's very easy to get down. And I do think, you know, being on the road is like you said, it looks like a very glamorous life and don't get me wrong. There are so many amazing moments, but I think for bands, a lot of those moments come on stage where that's only an hour, an hour and a half out of the 24 hours in a day. And there are a lot of other moments throughout that that can be really tough and really difficult for uh, for an artist. We get a lot of people writing into the podcast um, who do feel lonely or are struggling and especially end up very introverted because they're feeling so many big emotions. What, I mean, we're always given advice, but um, Yasmin's non-binary, I'm female. Neither of us have experience of what it's like to be a male um, struggling with mental health. What have you found has helped you? I mean, as cliche as this may sound, you just have to have a couple people in your circle that you consistently can rely on. Because I know, I, I always am out there saying like, you know, put family first. Or I know there are people who maybe don't have a great family or anybody in that support system who they really feel great about where you have to look outside and be like, maybe I do have that one friend who we always have a great time together, but I never have opened up to them really deeply and showed my true emotions or maybe there is that one distant family member who I always have a great time with but never really have opened up to and I think that's something for me over time where whether it was my parents or whether it was the guys in my band specifically um, you know it took me the longest time to finally just say like okay when I get down I have a couple people who I can reach out to and they can kind of talk me through it and and be that support system where not only have they helped me through it before and now they uh kind of know me and know things that i struggle with and they can start kind of helping themselves uh you know develop traits to be able to uh consistently help me on my journey as much as i can do that to to others because i mean that's another thing too as much as uh you know you need to have a support system you need to be there for other people too so um as much as i'm constantly being helped with uh people around me, I try to do the same. If I see someone in my band down or I see someone in the crew when we're on tour who I know is going through a tough time. Even right now, one of my really good friends who's our guitar tech, uh, his dog just got cancer and he's having to deal with some really tough stuff uh, with having to go through surgeries and figure things out. And for him, he's got to go on tour in three weeks and I know how difficult um, things like that can be. So it's just constantly having that support system and as much as you take in that support being able to give it out and, and also just be there for people when they need it I think that's really good to hear and um especially because when I think of bands who have been so open with their mental health I always think of Linkin Park because they were such a big inspiration for me um when I was growing up and now after what happened with Chester I'm always worried about bands especially bands who are who are really open so mm -hmm. at the risk of mumming out I always like to do interviews and go are you, are you okay are you, <laughs> are you okay is everything okay because we all love you and we're all here for you um and I think with I Prevail's honesty I think sometimes bands can get forgotten because you help fans so much I bet you must receive so many messages and emails of people opening up to you how do you cope with that i mean it's incredible i mean sometimes obviously it can get um a little heavy when 
you're getting a lot of messages about like, Hey, I just lost my mom or I lost my dad. And your song was the one thing that got me through. Can you give me some advice on, on what to do? Cause you know, a lot of those messages is as great as they feel. Sometimes you're sitting there going like, I'm just one person. And I feel all these same emotions that, that you're feeling, you know, whether it was me, um, dealing with losing a couple loved ones the past couple of years. Like I, I still deal with those emotions where even, you know, a crazy story that, just kind of happened recently in Australia for us. We were having an amazing tour. Um, it was the first real tour we had finally done back. And as great as it was going, I got crazy sick the very last show. And for me, I have gone through a vocal injury. I had to get a surgery. So I, I do have a lot mm-hmm. of PTSD when it comes to um, comes to singing and just like, you know, whenever my voice just isn't quite where I want it to be. And that, like I said, the the five shows before this, uh, this last show were all great. And I went out to, uh, to sing and just, it wasn't there. My voice was just gone. And I kind of knew that it was going to happen uh, while I was warming up because my voice just wasn't there either. But I still kind of went out. I'm like, all right, adrenaline will get me through. And Bow Down was the first track we came out with. And my voice just was completely gone. And I just felt so vulnerable and felt not only bad for the crowd that I wasn't giving them like a full-on performance but I felt really bad too you know for me for my band because I just want to make sure that I'm giving my best performance for them too to make us sound like the best we possibly can be so it was a really hard time and I actually got to the point where five or six songs in I just couldn't even look at the crowd I just kept my head down essentially the entire time going into our song Breaking Down which really is based on a lot of true life events and me kind of suffering with, you know, having depression and going through some pretty dark things at times really, uh, you know, allowed me to just kind of tell the crowd like, Hey, like I'm just super down today. My voice is gone. I feel so bad that I'm not giving you guys the best performance I can. And it was for me really cathartic to finally, because I would not have done that in the past. And that kind of talks to opening up and being able to share your feelings. Cause I would have bottled that in and not even told the fans how I was feeling, but I think it was such a great feeling to be able to talk about it and say these things and just see so many people, whether they are putting hearts up with their hands or whether they were clapping or whether they were just saying, you know, things in the crowd to try to, try to make me feel better it was great and so many people i mean i felt like every single person of the crowd sang the lyric i don't really like myself at the end which which was amazing and there was just so much feedback and so much support from everybody and i think it was so awesome to show that just the music community can have as much as an artist can help a fan base a fan base can do the same for the artist and i think that is such an interesting and amazing relationship because i feel like a lot of jobs you know athletes and whatnot can definitely have somewhat of that effect but it's so cool to see music and art really does have that big of an effect where a you know a group of people can can make this artist just instantly feel so much better just by their support uh for their music and kind of them as a person gosh you give me goosebumps that's so beautiful and I, I bet that should, do you know what? It's really hard for musicians because I've heard musicians time and time again always give themselves such a hard time if everything isn't perfect in the mm-hmm. show. But actually for fans, it's it's often sharing that experience with somebody that makes you feel closer to the band because the band is human and it's you can listen to the record and get it perfect anytime. It's kind of nice to hear the little 
I don't know, the little mistakes that end, that end up happening or someone's voice, even though it's difficult for you, it is, as a fan, you were like, wow, that was powerful. Well, um, I, I think it, like that is such a great thought because even my vocal coach the other day was telling me, and I thought this was a really good comparison, but it's like you, when you're on stage, everybody, whether you're the drummer, you're the guitarist, you're the singer, like you are going to make mistakes. You can't go out and shoot 100 out of 100 free throws. Like if Steph Curry you know, is the best three point shooter in the world. He's still going to miss, you know, 40% or 30% or a guy like LeBron Jordan is, or LeBron Jordan, goodness gracious, you can tell it's early in the morning. LeBron James is going to dunk the ball, uh, you know, 99 out of a hundred times, but he's still going to miss it. And I think that's something for a lot of uh, musicians that we just have to realize, like there are a lot of rigors that come with being on the road, whether it's getting sick or whether it's, uh, you know, having a meet and greet and talking for a bunch and being a vocalist, maybe your voice uh, is going to be, you know, a little more hoarse uh, throughout the day. And you just got to tell yourself, like, hey, there are things that um, obviously are not the greatest when you're on the road, but you just got to push through it and try to uh, have as positive as a mind as you can. Because like I said, you're never going to shoot 100 out of 100. And I think that's really good advice for life in general, isn't it? You're right. Because if you, it's you setting your own standards, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's the peaks and valleys. I mean, you can't, I mean, just in life itself, you are always going to have super high highs and super low lows, but you never can allow yourself to get too high or get too low because that's where things can kind of just get into an imbalance in life that just is not healthy for someone. And I think that's where you have to realize like, hey, you know, I there are going to be things that happen that are out of my control or you know, again, even for me, like when I was at that show, I had to realize like you did everything you could. I was telling myself like I warmed up, I cooled down, I drank tea, I got an IV before the show and it still didn't work. And I just had to tell myself like, hey, you know, you did everything you could. And at the end of the day, you can't beat yourself up too much over something that, you know, it just happened. You know, at the end of the day, each day is a day and you'll get on to the next one before you know it. That's so true. That is so true. And I think that honesty and that vulnerability is why so many people feel connected to your band and feel connected to you as individuals. I think one of my favourite things when I was researching for this interview is I watched a video um, and it was a YouTuber doing a review of an I Prevail track. This YouTuber in particular attracts a lot of the elitists that can often come with that kind of stuff. So I went into the comments just to see what was going on because I always like to check with bands how things are going. And I swear to God, every band gets ripped in his comments most of the time. But the love, I couldn't find one bad comment. Not one. <laughs> because your your fans were just there going, when, when he said something slightly, oh, this song wasn't as heavy as I was expecting. People were like, right, go and check this out, song out. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone... I think feel so connected to you and your music because of that vulnerability. Um, and do you seem to get that positivity from social as well? Or do you even check it? Yeah, I mean, no, I definitely am always, I, I feel like for me, cause even when I was super young in my first band, social media, I feel like was such a big part. So getting to see just a reaction of someone reaching out and just saying like, Hey, I support this band and I, uh, want this band to succeed is such a great feeling and i feel like for us too it has been kind of the staple of our band even from day one where i remember we were 
totally fresh and just had an EP and a cover and really had no idea what we were doing. So all we decided to do is get on Twitter or get on Facebook and just message as many people as we could and be like, Hey, check out our EP or Hey, check out our cover. And if you like that, check out our EP. And then, you know, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't message back, but you would get 15 or 20% that would say, Hey, I'll check it out. Or, Hey, I really like this. And all of a sudden, you get to have that um, reaction to this day. There are still faces that Eric and I will see, whether it's in a meet and greet or just someone on social media or in a live chat when we're uh, doing a live video where we're like, wow, you're like literally someone from day one. There are still those people that we see. I mean, I'll never forget even a story where we were probably two weeks into the band and things had been so crazy at the time, just kind of seeing all of a sudden we were blowing up out of nowhere, you know, just being these regular dudes who wanted to make music and some military vet had sent a super long message to our Facebook and basically talked about the song Crossroads and how it had like saved his life and came on on the radio when he was yeah. getting ready to, to do something really bad to himself. And I just remember Eric read it out to us and just started breaking down in my like old apartment. And it was such a, just amazing moment to be like, wow, as much as it's cool to have people stream your song or, you know, get a, uh, a ticket count for, Hey, you have 200 people showing up to your show. There is nothing as, as amazing as someone telling you like that your music affected them in that deep of a way in which they truly connected and were able to get themselves out of a dark place. I think for us just to this day, consistently reading these messages and trying to, to still stay active and, and talk with people too. Even I messaged back quite a few people after that, um, the story I was just telling you about my vo voice going out and, and being in a really dark spot. A bunch of people reached out on social media afterwards and I messaged back just saying like, thank you. And it means a ton that, um, you know, you supported. So I, I feel like that's something until the day we die, we'll always be kind of monitoring the social media and just, uh, we're always going to be super appreciative of, the fact that I feel like social media in a, in a way almost built the band and was able to give us a platform. And a lot of reason why is just fan, these fans continuing to spread the message and share the songs that are meaningful with them. And also the band also keeps growing because you just haven't put out a bad track. Some bands put out a whole bad album, but you haven't had one bad track. Like every single track I could make a radio single that you've released from the start. And I think that's powerful. There's a lot of bands that aspire to be able to do that. And I think the other thing with your band as well is, and there was a comment I read, oh, I can't find it right now, but it really stood out to me. And it was somebody who worked at your label um, when they first signed you. And this person commented on this video and they said, those guys walked in and new bands are either complete difficult words I'm not going to say out loud or they're really open and honest and excited for the prospect and I feel like and he was like saying that your band everyone was just nice dudes and so I feel like the fans pick up on that and you've all stayed super humble I mean from day one I feel like that that is something that we told ourselves if we ever have any bit of success you know being a musician and, and having this band actually take off we need to be those people. We can't change over time because, I mean, you and I both know the bands where I'm sure you've interviewed plenty of people or, you know, they're just not the nicest people. And I think that's something yeah. where 
just why at the end of the day why i do look at certain personalities in our scene or, or certain personalities kind of just in music in general and you can see this see there's a lot of fakeness to it and and not a not a lot of real and i think that's one thing with our band that obviously in our music we want to continue to to show the realness and show that we are these true people but on the outside we want to be those same guys because I mean, you'll find us after a show. We are not the band. A lot of people, you know, consider with rock bands, go oh, after a show, they're going out and partying and cheating on their girls and just doing all these crazy outlandish things. And for us, we're just not that band. We like to, like, we call ourselves nerds just because we'll get on the bus and watch a movie that we've all been excited about or watch a comedy uh special or a couple of the guys will be in the back playing their like playstation a couple guys will be up front you know just i mean steve and gabe who knows what they're doing because those two are consistently just off uh being silly but i feel like for us we just have wanted to be that band that is somebody who uh people can look up to i don't want to be that band that people associate with like oh that guy is a crazy dude and yeah maybe i like his music but he treats everyone like an a-hole and constantly is just in the news for bad things like i do want to be one of those people who uh i don't know people can look at and say like i would love to like when a kid is saying hey mom and dad let me go to that show they can look at us and be like wow that's an example like i like i like that band setting that example for my kid like i want to be that band that kind of does have that Lincoln Park mantra where they never were in the uh, news for anything outlandish or bad. They were just consistently in the news for being good dudes and consistently writing good music. And that's the key. Yeah, it's, I can't even explain to you how terrifying it is being a woman of colour in this industry because all of my favourite bands, I'm like, please, please don't say anything. Please, when Black Lives Matter happens, I was like, please, <laughs> everyone just post nice things because you're terrified about what bands are going to come out and say. Um, but as I say, you're just one of those bands who have consistently stayed nice. Now, to finish up for today, let's take, I want you to give a nod to a band or another artist in the scene because we like to have our table of the good guys that we want to celebrate and lift up at every oh, I moment. Love I love it. Um, and you were on that list. Sam Carter from Architects is on there. Uh, loads of people. Who would you say that you, we should be adding to the list oh, after so having many, met so many people? So many nice people I've met in this uh, in this world. But I'm actually going to go literally just down the street from us, actually. And it's uh, We Came as Romans. They are uh-huh. the nicest, nicest guys. They are sweethearts. I mean, obviously, they went through a really tragic uh, event with their uh, singer Kyle passing. Uh, so even just seeing how they were able to kind of pick up the pieces and still be able to stay positive and move on after that event. And just, I remember too, we got to tour with them on a tour called the rage on the stage tour, which um, was the tour I actually got injured on and, and left 20 shows in, but they were this, the biggest sweethearts on that entire tour. And it constantly made us feel uh, like, Hey, like you guys are cool dudes and we just want to hang out and, and just have a good time and i think that's what it's about on the road having that camaraderie and being able to support each other when uh things get dark because even i remember a bunch of them reached out after the vocal injury um that i had and just kind of said like hey things are going to be okay so super nice guys and, and ones that um i just feel like deserve deserve uh all the props in the world 
Amazing. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Congratulations on everything you're doing on the album True Power, which is out now on your marriage that happened. Um, <laughs> and congratulations on just being in one of the best bands in the world right now. Well, that is huge love. So thank you so much. And thank you again, Sophie, too, just for always supporting the band. And I feel like, again, you've been uh, kind of one of the uh, first people to ever pick us up over across uh, from the States. So again, no, mad I was love, obsessed. mad love. Obsessed <laughs> since day one. Um, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Isn't he just a sweetheart? I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that he had to be on the podcast because he's just one of the nicest people in the world of music. I'm Sophie Kay. Thank you for joining me this week here on, on Wednesday's We Wear Black. Now, I'll tell you what, send us an email at... We, oh my gosh, Yasmin's going to kill me. Um, send us an email. It's wewearblackpod at gmail.com. And let me know if you want to hear more interviews with musicians. Do you want to hear more deep dives? Do you prefer them coming on and chatting to us about topics on the podcast? Let me know. Send me a tweet at I am Sophie K. Anyway, I will speak to you next week with Yasmin back in the seat. And I hope wherever you are, Yasmin, that you're having an awesome Christmas. And I will see you next week you were listening to on wednesdays we wear black please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do special thanks goes out to the nova twins for the badass music and wargasm for the killer screams see you next week